0: Can't see anything. Here, I'm going to come down here. How are y'all this morning? There it is. That's the line. Hey, so uh, what an honor to get to do this. And I do, uh, I'm privileged enough to get to do what we do in ministry. I get to do it with my wife. And that makes it incredible. So you're going to hear from her as well too. Um, but I, I can't go any further without um, saying this we have been here, what, since January, and, uh, what an honor and blessing it has been to be here, um, it is, it's been a time of, uh, I'll tell you a little bit of our story in a second, but, uh, it's been a huge time of healing for Kaney and I, and a breath of fresh air, uh, it's really cool to meet people who are at church for the right reasons, and they just want to be part of a community and a family, like y'all, and, uh, also, uh, we honor Pastor Todd, because, um, Normally, you don't let any, just anybody do this. Uh, and then second, um, from day one, he's been like, We're, I'm for you. Whatever, wherever you go, wherever you are, I'm for you. And if that doesn't show you the heart of our pastor and it doesn't show you who he is, then uh, we'll pray for you because he's an incredible, <laughs> incredible pastor. Um, I don't think uh, sometimes we realize what we have until you experience a bad one. <laughs> so, uh, man, we love you, Pastor Todd and your family. We honor you. You're awesome. He doesn't like this. His body language just changed. 55% of all communication is body language. You can tell a lot, like me shaking my leg right now. Um, (laughs) We're painfully real, so so is Pastor Todd, so y'all are used to that. Um, Go ahead, babe. Open us up. She's going to read us a... Passage. I
1: was going to say, um, we're, what we share today, we just, like you said, we're real, and um, these, things, these are things that God has shown us, even just as of late. I mean, some of this stuff, it was this week, and, um, and I feel like um, a lot of people will say, um, I, I think Paul and Kim even shared last weekend, you know, this is, you know, it's like this word was for me. This was something that God was speaking to us, and something that we needed, um, and um, and so we're we're working, we're walking this word out ourselves. And so, um, so just take that in mind, you know, today that this is, this isn't something we know it's, it's something that God's working in us. And, um, and so we'll be real, we, (laughs) we, we are real, we will share, we will share the good, the bad and the ugly, uh, but, uh, but we feel like that's, you know, we know that we can relate to people like that. And, um, and that was something that I appreciated last week about Paul and Kim y'all were so real, um, and, and what you feel about your family and what God's called y'all to do. And so, um, I appreciate that and. So it was such a good word last week. She was like,
0: "I pray for Laren I was like, "A serious case, I yes." I totally know what she's talking about.
1: Been there, done that.
0: Love you, kids. But um, go ahead, man.
1: Um, So, talking about it's kind of funny because there's been a lot of things that Pastor Todd has said today that has been in our notes. I was like, he read our notes. No, um, and we're gonna we are gonna talk about having, you know, we, the series we just did was about um, having a move of God and and what it looks like and and how does that look like for our family? And um, something that um, has always been very important to us, Um, we've been in full-time ministries for the last 10 years, almost 11, and um, we've always felt that god didn 't just call us, he called our family and um, and so when God places us and has put us somewhere to serve, we felt it wasn 't just for Gary and I, but it was also for our boys and um, and Of course, that has grown and changed over the years as they have grown and changed and come along and and so um, something that we 've always <clears throat> or that we've always wanted to instill in our kids is that um yes, we're going to show you the ways of God. And we want you to know, and we're going to send you to, you know, to class because we know there's a good curriculum. We know that there's good teachers there that have worked hard during the week to prepare a word for our kids. And, and that's, I will say this now, I believe that kids ministry, teachers and volunteers are so underappreciated. (laughs) And, um, and when they serve, they're called for that. And, and I'm so thankful for those people. I mean, we couldn't do what we do if, if, if they weren't there. And so, um, and we want, we want them to learn those things and we want to show them those things, but there comes a time when you have to let go and say, okay, I've told you and I've shared about what God has done for me and for us. Now I want you to experience it and know it for yourself. You have to know it for yourself. Um, there was a pl- there was a time in our life where um, when we um, stepped out and actually moved down here um, to the New Braunfels area, and we it was just him and I, and we had to totally rely on God, and it, we couldn't rely on our parents to. To show us what God was doing, or it was something that we had to do and learn for ourselves, and so it was a learning time and in uh, a process. But looking back on it, God was so good and God was so faithful, and so now we can share those things with our kids. And so that's what we're kind of going to be sharing today, and and teaching. You know, this next generation. You know, um, you need to encounter God for yourself. I can show you, and I can tell you all day long, but until you experience it. You'll never know just how good God is, so. Oh, okay. Um, so. Um,
0: she reads better than I do, so I'm gonna let her.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna talk about a really familiar encounter um, in the Bible uh, that was Jacob, and if you go to it's Genesis chapter 28. And I'm going to read it out of the message, so it may be a little bit different, but starting in verse 10, it says, Jacob left Beersheba and went to Haran, and he came to a certain place and camped for the night since the sun had set. He took one of the stones there and set it under his head and laid down to sleep, and he dreamed. A stairway was set on the ground, and it reached all the way up to the sky, and angels of God were going up and going down on it. And then God was right before him saying, I am God, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Isaac. I'm giving the ground on which you, which you are sleeping um, and to your descendants, and your descendants will be as the dust of the earth. They will stretch from west to east and from north to south, and all of the families of the earth will bless themselves in you and your descendants. Yes, I'll stay with you. I'll protect you wherever you go, and I'll bring you back to this very ground. I'll stick with you until I've done everything I promised you. And so Jason, uh, Jacob woke up from his sleep, and he said, God, Is in this place truly, and I didn't even know it. And he was terrified. So he whispered in awe and he said, Incredible, wonderful, holy, this is God's house, this is the gate of heaven. And so Jacob was up first thing in the morning and he took the stone he had used for his pillow and he stood it as a memorial pillar and poured oil over it. He christened the place Bethel, God's house, and the name of the town had been Luz until then. And so Jacob vowed a vow. If God stands by me and protects me on this journey on which I'm setting out and keeps me in food and clothing and brings me back in one piece to my father's house, this God will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a memorial pillar will mark this as a place where God lives and everything you give me, I'll return a tenth to you.
0: Yeah, the, um, you know, <clears throat> what she said about our kids and, and the encounter and, you know, I'm going to come back out here because I'm more comfortable out here. Uh, <clears throat> we grew up in church, like she said. We grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church background, and um, we've um, we seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's something that um, there was, I think when I was growing up, my parents expected like an osmosis of, of of the move of God. Like, hey, we'll get it, and then you'll get the residual of it. You'll just, you'll see, you'll, you'll mimic through what we do. And, and that really was a hindrance for me when I grew up because... Um, and both of us really we, we were like okay God who are you to us what does this look like for us um, because my parents had their own you know stories and their own altars or pillars where, they, where God had done stuff for them and, and uh, kind of like Jacob in the, in the passage um, he had a dream which it was an encounter with God and it, it totally changed the, the, his landscape it totally changed uh, the outlook he had and so uh, for Candy and I um Especially when you have kids, everything changes. <laughs> you really need the Holy Spirit then, um, and so we we came. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we came to a place where uh, we were like, um, okay, God, uh, <laughs> we're broke. What do we do now? Uh, I need you. I need an encounter. I need something you know, and so as we begin to grow in our marriage and and really on our own and kind of out of, out of mom and dad's uh, shadows, um, we begin to realize how important it is to have the Holy Spirit active, a active presence of God in your life and in your family. It's one thing to pray, you know, prayer is what we do to involve God. It's, it's the humility that says, Hey, we can't do this by ourselves. Um, we need you, but applying that to your family, um, we need a supernatural move of God. Amen? We need God to be present. So, um, we, uh, we've been in ministry full-time for 10 years, and last uh, July, um, I wasn't going to share this, but I am now. Um, last July, we were called into a meeting, and uh, our pastor said, hey, look, we love y'all, but this is no longer a place for y'all. And uh, we were like, what? You know, when that's your livelihood and it's your job, it really, you know, that's how we provide it. And so um, it really, really was a moment. Um, when Jacob left uh, Beersheba, he was, his father sent him because uh, Esau was trying to kill him, and he was sent. And they said, go find a wife, go, because this is not a place for you anymore. And we could relate to that. Last summer, we were kind of there. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, we, we became... The, the idea that, you know, it's one thing to a faith journey. We all have a faith confession. We all, you know, I can do all things through Christ. I know the plans he has. You know, we can all say the scriptures and the verses, but when you have to live it, it's, it's where the rubber meets the road, folks. It's like, do I believe who you, who you are? Do I believe what I say you are? Do I believe, you know, do I believe this? And so uh, we came to a place where we really, an encounter was a must. It was a necessity for us. It, it, we had to have it. And just like in the, just like in the passage, um, when Jacob encountered God, when he had an encounter, it totally changed everything. So we knew we've got to have something. It's going to totally, you know, it's going to change everything for us. And so, um, again, we grew up in these moves of God. We grew up having these encounters. But when you need one right then and right there, it's amazing how prayerful and how spiritual we get when we go through something like that. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, pray without ceasing. Yes, Lord. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Okay, and by faith, believe, you know, it's real easy to be that way, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, y'all are standing like a cow looking at a gate. Y'all are <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you I was real. Oh so, um, you know, encounter, why, why do we need an encounter? What happened when Jacob had his encounter? Um, it, encounters always deal with three things. Uh, anytime in the Bible you can go find, you can do, the, I promise you, go research it. Anytime there was an encounter, God dealt with their identity and who they were and who he was, right? Um, sometimes, especially when you get fired from a job and you don't know why, uh, you, God, I need to be reminded who I was. We needed to be reminded that we're anointed to do this. We needed to be reminded that God has called us, that, um, that we are sons and daughters of the king and that we, you know, the, 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 the devil has a heyday with stuff like that, amen, I'm like, (laughs) told you you were terrible, (laughs) told you you weren't good enough, it is, and, and so, uh, identity, anytime you get in the presence of God, your identity is always, uh, reinstated, if you will, it's always reaffirmed, and it's funny how it's dual, it's a a two-way street, because you know who you are, and then he's quick to remind you of who he is, he always deals with destiny, identity, and then destiny. What has God called you to do, and how does this apply to my family, and how does this apply to what we're doing, and how we are wayfinders, and, and this whole conglomerate of people? How, where where does this fit in? What am I supposed to do, uh, Leanne? You're um, the uh, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, spoke to me a while ago when you came up, um, and I'm going to share something with you prophetic words are always just speaking the will of God in the atmosphere just, that's, and essentially that's all it is and so um, I think that um, you coming here is, is awesome and it, it takes a lot to be an intern one <laughs> and then two to move away and to come somewhere that you, that you just felt like hey I feel like this is what God has for me that's awesome um, but God has great things in store for you uh, he's got a plan that will blow your mind and the Bible says, "The meek shall inherit the earth." You have the meekness of Jesus all over you, and um, I just felt like I needed to share that with you. So, going back, um, the, uh, the your destiny. What is God? Uh, what, what What are we doing here? Why are we here? You know, my kids look like they're bored out of their mind right now, and they probably are. But they're here. They're in this. They're They're here with us in this, and they'll know that. God has a plan for their life. They'll know that God has something in store for them. They'll know that, you know, just like we did, my parents drug us to church. And we slept under the pews. Ooh, can, uh, I, can, I say something?
1: can I Can I interject? Yeah. Let me yeah. interject something there. Um, you said that they look bored out of their mind. Um, and regardless of what we might see or think, that there are deposits being made um, in the kids, whether it's in here or in class. You know, I mean, I've volunteered... Ma- a minimal amount of times in children's ministry. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to stay in your lane if you're not called to it, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, anyways, so, but there, you know, you'll see kids running around and not even paying attention, and you're like, what am I doing? But there's deposits being made. And when he was talking about this season that we've been, or that ha- started a year ago, <laughs> um, there were a couple of times that, well, there's been several times, but there were a couple of times that were really prevalent where we were just discouraged and we didn't know where God was leading us and what he was doing. We're like, God, where are you? And why are we here? And I will never forget, um, we were in the car, right? It was, And, um, and Noah was with us and, and, um, and we were just talking and Gary and I were talking and we didn't really think he was paying attention, you know, listening or paying attention to what we're saying. And we were just, you know, just a moment of like, almost like holy frustration, you know,
0: we were venting.
1: Yeah. And, um, and Noah was so quick to remind us he's 12. And he was so quick to remind us. He said, God's never let us down before. So why would he let us down now? He's always had a place for us. Why would he not have a place now? And of course Gary and I look at each other and we just lose it. Yeah, and it's like cuz we have, you know, we're just not paying attention and we may not, you know, it's my boy. And, and we're like, you know, and then and then we have to like repent and we're like, "Okay, God, we know, you know, we know you're faithful. We know you're good." And and then it's like, "Okay, maybe we are doing something right." You know, if, you know when you doubt yourself as a parent. And and if you're not a parent yet, there will be times when you doubt yourself as a parent, and but it's those there's little deposits that are made. So even though they may look like they're bored and are just counting down the minutes of getting out of here to go eat lunch, or whatever the case is, there's those little deposits that are being made that will that will go with them through eternity. You know, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so and but it was it was those. Things that we had learned and those pillars that we set up of God's goodness that Noah had seen in the past, even though we may not have realized it. But he was he remembered and he was reminding us <laughs> in that moment. And so.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go. yeah. Um, yeah no, it's it's amazing how um, just like Jacob did in verse 10 when he had the encounter and he woke up and he said, wow, <laughs> OK, I got to remember this. Let me make an altar. Let me. Turn this stone and anoint this stone And this is going to be called Bethel Anytime that God's done anything for us You know, Revelations uh, 12 Says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb And the words of our testimony And and for us And for those little moments Or or pillars, those altars, if you will um, Are you licking the seat? (laughs) (laughs) This is real life, folks (laughs) He's laughing now uh, the, those moments, those, those pillars, uh, it, we, we, we've, we've told, you know, our generation needs to do a better job of, of declaring the goodness of God. God's inherent nature is he's good. He's a good and faithful God. And so, uh, to declare that to our kids and, and it, where they walk, they know it where they, okay, God's good. God was good to them. God's going to be good to me. Right. That's his nature. And so, uh, Declaring that to our kids and, and really um, just like a drum, beating a drum. God's good, kids. God's good. God is good. Um, the, the, the th- anytime it, there's an encounter, uh, identity, destiny, and then the third thing is, is sovereignty. Um, we are just a little, little puzzle piece in, again, this whole thing that God is, is putting together and orchestrating. And so how does Wayfinders Kyle... How does Gary Barrett fit? What's my piece? What is my role to play in this? Um, if it's just setting stuff up, then I'll do it. And just to, for the record, if you have ever want to know how good your commitment, deep your relationship is with God, be here at 8 o'clock. with well, there's not working. Because uh, setting up is like, this. We, we, we're supposed to do this. And then after service, I was like, straight to Chili's, and there's four of us here, and we're like, (laughs) (laughs) hello, hey, hey, anybody, we got it, y'all have lunch, (laughs) yeah, there's 48 cables that need to be rolled up, Uh, see, Pastor Todd can't say this, we We love you, by the way, Um, and so, uh, you know, how do we have encounters with God, you know, we've, we need one. We've we've established that we have to have one, especially in our families. So how you know? There's no formula for this, but there's always in in the scripture. There's always um, a formula or a surrounding, if you will, of of w- what happened when when people encountered God. And so um, the first thing uh, for that is uh, step out is to be to uh, have obedience. Deuteronomy twenty eight says that there's a blessing in obedience, and um, you know. If you've ever been called to do something or step out, uh, again, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, Leanne, you stepped out. That's, I mean, wow. Deuteronomy says there's a blessing in that. God honors that. And so um, the, the second thing is, is uh, might hurt your, your feelings a little bit. It might step on your toes. Um, again, I'm not the pastor, so it's okay. <laughs> is uh, stay a little longer linger Um, we are conditioning our kids we are conditioning ourselves to uh, have this time on Sunday set aside for a move of God uh, corporately and then what that carries over into our daily life there's been days I'm going to be honest with you I'm not Jesus okay big surprise Uh, but (laughs) she's like amen Um, but we there's days where I, don't, I, I'm, I lay my head down, and I'm like, have I even prayed today? Like, I have been so busy today. I don't have a job right now. Actually, I start Monday a job. Praise, praise God. Him. Um, <laughs> hallelujah. But um, I, <clears throat> there have been days I, I have been busy. Just, just stuff. Just our days get consumed. They get so full of just stuff. And especially those that families... Two, you know, it's a two-income world right now. Most, most families, most have to work. Kids are in daycare, kids are in sports, kids are doing this, kids are doing that. We want to give them all that. But I can tell you as far as my family is concerned, uh, a sport, a baseball game, a football game will never, ever take precedence or priority over my kids being in the house of God on Sunday. Now you might be thinking, "Man, you're old school." That's kind of harsh. The reality of it is, is I know that there's nothing better for my family than for my kids to be right there. As much as they are hating me for it right now, no, no one's laughing because the value in what they are getting, those deposits that Katie talked about, um, and so uh, we've conditioned ourselves to just. It, life moves at such a fast pace. What happens when we stay a little longer? When we worship, instead of 15 minutes, we go 25. So what happens in worship, and this is my favorite subject because this is what we do. You know, what happens when you worship is uh, it it really, um, the Bible says that in heaven, that 24-7 the angels are singing, holy, holy, holy. That is the atmosphere in heaven. And how cool is it that we serve a God who's willing to, basically, this is just my interpretation basically say hey angels listen y'all hear that that church in what in Kyle that church right there listen what they're singing and the angels are like man that sucks (laughs) (laughs) they're terrible and just like I think my kid's artwork is great I can go look at the book and see what he's drawn and I'm like look this is cool I'll hang it up on the refrigerator that's what God does with our worship he's like look and and it's funny how worship changes our perspective how it causes us to, to have a God's eye view, if you will. And suddenly we're like, man, all right, cool. And what's cool about that is then you're open for an encounter. Then you're open for God to speak. Then you're, then you're receptive to what God is doing or what he wants to do. And that's really when it hurts usually because then God's like, hey, you were a jerk yesterday. You need to apologize to someone. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, thank you. And so um, stay a little longer. That's a tough one because we're so busy. It it hurts. It really does. I bet over half of you have already thought about what you are going to eat for lunch, or where you want to go. And I get it. That's the flesh. But what about the spirit? Amen. Um, and so uh, the third thing, uh it search passionately, and you can uh, talk on this one.
1: Um, you gotta have you gotta have a hunger. You have to make the decision and make your mind up that. God, I'm going to go after you, and if that means that maybe I got to rearrange my schedule a little bit, then I'm going to do that. If I have to get up earlier, even though I don't want to, I'm going to do that. If I have to stay up a little bit later after the kids go to bed or whatever the case is, to have just a moment with you, I'm going to do that. You know, um, Saul in the Bible, he had an encounter, and he was, and and they changed his name to Paul, and he was very passionate as Saul. But God redirected that, and um, and he became you know one of the greatest uh, pillars in the Bible, and um, and so we have to we have to 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 have a passion for it. We have to have a desire for it. And there's I can tell you there's more days than not where you have to you have to make up your mind. Okay, I'm gonna do this, you know. And um, and the Bible says that you that if we seek him we'll find him if we search with our whole heart. Not just a little bit, not half of it, but our whole heart. And so sometimes in those encounters, you know, when we, when we make the decision, and that's, I love that about God. You know, you can come in and not have the attitude uh, to want to have an encounter or, you know, where you're just you're not in the mood. And if you, if you give just a little bit of effort to show, okay, I'm going to do this in spite of what I feel, in spite of what I see, in spite of what I'm going through, and he honors that. And um and so you have to it you has to be your whole heart. And in those moments he'll deal with those things that maybe are keeping you from giving your whole heart when you're seeking with your whole heart. And so um but his word is his word is true. If we seek him, we'll find him.
0: Yeah. The 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 next part, um there's theologies out there that will disagree with what I'm fixing to say, and that's okay. Uh, but I, I've know this from my own experience. Um another ingredient to an encounter, is uh, suffer patiently. Um, there is a unique, um, um, it's First uh, Peter four twelve. No, that might, might not be it. Anyway, there's a unique glory. There's a, a unique thing that happens when we go through stuff in life that strengthens us. And um, not only does it cause us to either A, Uh, in my experience, we either run from this or we run to it. And it's crazy how people start to go through things and they're like, okay, I'm out. Can't do this no more. And then there's people that go through stuff and they're like on their knees. (laughs) God, I'm searching passionately now. I need you. Um, you have to read the entire book of Job before you get to the part where God moves and blesses him and goes, he had to suffer patiently. And that's something that, um. This is tough love, but that's something I want my kids to know, is that life isn't all roses and sunshine, um, that you, you're going to go through hard stuff. You're going to go through things that just stink, and uh, as parents, we just want to protect them from that, but the reality of it is, is at some point, you have to say, okay, here you go, Then that sucks, son. That stinks. Man what do you, what you talk what's god saying what are we doing about it and so um we're a year into suf- suffering patiently um, nobody wants to go a year without a job and uh, just indeed monster zip recruiter um, give me some of the others there's a yeah there's a ton i have my, i have I have put out and this is no exaggeration if you want to see I'll show you just on Indeed alone, I have put out over 200 resumes. I put my resume out there 200 times. I have gotten one call back. And when I talked to them, they were like, so, where you at? And, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, this is where I, you know, had the conversation. And the guy was like, all right, great. This probably isn't for you. <laughs> like, all right, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and so we know well that you You have to. And again, like I said, there's people that totally disagree with what I just said, and they think that it's we're on the mountaintop all the time, and, you know, I get it. I get Okay, great. You think that. But I've been through it. I'm not there. You know, we're suffering right now. And so um, in that, it produces um, a posture for us to encounter God. And again, um, how many of these things that we go through – Take us back to worship. <laughs> um, the last point you want to talk about is, or
1: yeah, the last part is the last point is you have to separate completely, and you have to consecrate yourself. And sometimes, um, sometimes you get separated, not you know from other circumstances that you just it was it wasn't your doing, but in the long run, you look back and you're like, okay, that was God. You know, and you feel alone. Sometimes you feel alone, and you're you're like, okay, there's no one here with me. There's no one here with us. um And um and we we experienced that over this last year, of where it was just us and our boys, and we're like, okay, here we are. Where's everybody at? But it was and again and set us up, like he said, in a posture for God, you know, to move on our behalf and for us to encounter His goodness, and. Um, you know, we, there's different stories in the Bible. Um, you know, I mean, Peter had to get out of the boat to go meet Jesus on the water. He wasn't, he wasn't with his buddies. He had to get out and he was alone on the water with Jesus. You know, um, it was funny cause pastor Todd called Gary this week and they were talking and he was talking about how Jesus took the blind man out of the city before the miracle happened. And so, God takes us out of these places. Sometimes Jacob, he was he had been he was out in the wilderness alone on this journey <clears throat> to go find his wife because his brother wanted to kill him. That's that's a pretty bad situation, <laughs> but that's where he encountered God. And we have to separate ourselves and separate us from the things that will keep us from that sometimes, and the, the things that will maybe you know uh, plant doubt in us and and discourage us so that we can not have those distractions and we can hear from god clearly and so we have to separate
0: um where's hayden hey can you come pl- play us? come pad um it's really hard for a worship guy not to talk about worships um, and so i'm going to tie this in with worship um just fix to start playing and the whole atmosphere will change which is really cool how music and sound does that um but, um, you know, our, our whole um, our whole thing today was tied in with family and how, you know, we want our family to encounter God. We want, uh, see, it just happened. Isn't that cool? How we want God to, uh, to, we want to encounter God. We want our family to encounter God. And um, I had a really raw conversation with Pastor Todd probably a month ago. And what's cool is he he got—he knows, he got it. He was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm there, been there. Um, but this applies for my family and my, all of us. But I hope it for y'all too that I'm at a place in my life where I guess growing up in church maybe did this to me. <laughs> but I don't want to come here on Sundays just to come, just together. I like y'all. I love you. But I want to encounter God. <laughs> I don't want to go through the motions. This is, you know, this is hard. What, what he does every, every week, all of the, the website, the announcements, the day-to-day, the uh, it's hard. Extremely hard. And he's got to know that it's not for just to me. He's not doing it for the money. <laughs> uh, he hates this. I know it. He's like, oh, gosh. I'm saying all that to say that we're on the same page. We don't want to show up just to show up. We don't want to get our hour of togetherness and our family and go home. We want to be here a little bit longer so that we can encounter God. Because I'm a terrible husband when I don't have the presence of God in my life. I'm a really irritable dad not in the presence of God. I am. My kids will be in front. I'm, I'm harping on my boys for their own good. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, our prayer this morning and our prayer um, is that, uh, one, you know, you want the move of God in life. You want an encounter. But, that you'll do whatever it takes to have it. And not just say it, but have it. Whatever that, it's going to look different for every family. It's going to look different for everybody. Some of you may not have ever even had an encounter with God. You may be like, "This is just gibberish. What are you talking about?" Um, what's cool is He'll meet you wherever you are. Um, so um, let's let's pray, and then uh, have Pastor Todd come back up. Um, Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to to be in your presence and to be gathered as a family. And Lord, we we don't take that lightly. We thank you for that privilege, Lord. We thank you for a a wonderful church, Lord. We thank you for a wonderful facility to meet in. Father God, we want more than anything for you to be here with us, for your presence to dwell with us. David said he would rather be a, a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord. That's what we just want to dwell in your presence, God, because we know it changes everything. We know our outlook changes. We know our situations supernaturally change. We know that, that you can move on our behalf, Father God, when we dwell in your presence, when we encounter you. And so, Lord, that's what we want. That's our prayer this morning, Father, is that every step we take, Father God, every move we make every uh turn every every place we drive everywhere lord that you saturate like pastor todd prayed at the very beginning that you permeate every single area of our being and, and where we are in our surroundings let us become more aware of who you are and where you are and what you're doing father don't let us make another decision without without um, the holy spirit leading us and guiding us and we thank you father everything that you're doing in our church we thank you for what you're doing in our families father god we pray right now for those who maybe are in the lowest deepest nastiest part of their marriage or their life and we speak to the atmosphere right now and, and we just send it out and we declare that it's not over that it's not the end that there is a, a, 20, a jeremiah twenty nine eleven for them that you have plans and a hope and father god that they'll know that you're there. They'll know that your presence is there, Father God, and you will wrap them up, Father, and, and just, they'll have peace and that they can encounter you. <laughs> and furthermore, Lord, that they'll make an altar and they'll remember that when you showed up, and you'll remember when you changed the atmosphere and when you changed the, the circumstances in their life. And we thank you again, Father, for all that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
2: Amen. Have you guys been blessed by Candy and Gary today? Yeah. So don't go anywhere yet. We have one question to answer, but I just want to speak to everyone for a second and to you guys. Um, You know, this story that you read in in this passage, I love it because the place was previously known as Luz. Does anybody know what Luz means? Well, it means almond tree, but it also means twisted. This place was twisted. And when we think about family vacation, so often times we think, I'm going to get completely away and you can't get completely away because what did Jacob say when he realized what was going on the line is surely God was in this place and I didn't know it and so the prayer for us is that we would become more and more aware that we would unveil our eyes as to what God is doing that's the prayer for our family because God we can't we can't vacate from God where God is So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask a question of how you set up those monikers, those pillars, those altars in your family. Do you have like one thing that you like, do you put a board up on the wall? Do you have like a family album? What, what is a a jar?
1: (laughs) We have, it's kind of funny because my parents gave it to us for Christmas one year and it's called the blessing jar. And, um, every time throughout the year we if, if there's any you know even little things you know um but we lost something and we found it if it's you know god provided a job or he you know whatever it is and we write it down and we put it in the blessing jar and um at the end of the year we'll sit down and read those things and remind ourselves of what god did over the year um you know and what he's done in, in just in that one year you know and then you start it again for the next year and um uh, And that's just, you know, something we've always just, it's easy to, you know. We forget so
0: easy. We forget, again, uh, Revelations 12, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. We forget so easy how good God is. It's amazing how uh, God can literally move the planet and align things for us in a situation. And then the next day, we're like, yeah, God, this stinks, and so um, it's amazing how writing it down uh, and it sounded cheesy to me. I was like, I'm oh, a blessing jar. Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, but it's been really, really cool because um, there's truth, there's power in that. To go back and see, man, look, this is when uh, this is when our dog died, and we, someone gave us another one, and he's a really cool dog. Um, and this is when uh, I was I needed money for house payment. This is how God paid it. This is cool. Um, I need. I refinanced a vehicle, uh, and I got a massive check in the mail. I forgot about it, but look, here it is. So, so here's.